Paul Jones Drug is Elk City's most experienced compounding pharmacy, meaning they can custom make your prescription medications to your doctor's specifications, safely and effectively providing you with exactly what you need. And for your convenience, Paul Jones Drug has a drive-through pickup window as well as curbside service for testing and vaccinations and offers free local delivery. Just a couple reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main Street in Elk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug, and I promise we provide care you can trust. Throw balls far. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a good Paul Jones Drug Tuesday out there in Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports. Right here on 98.1 FM, the Sports Animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. we got all kinds of football, football, football to talk about. What do we make of what happened in Fort Worth? Coach Prime and the Colorado Buffaloes go into Fort Worth upset the team that played for the national championship last year. Is it more about Colorado? More about TCU? A little bit of both? I think that's the story of the college football weekend that we can discuss. Other things in college football. What you see in Norman and Stillwater that good, bad, ugly, whatever it might be. What surprised us in week one? What teams impressed? Who you got for the top ten? If you had to make a top ten, who would be your top ten? And also... Games to look forward to this week. Uh, high school football, we can talk about that as well. we'll. Wrap up what was week one, look ahead to week two. Also kind of take a peek at the high school football rankings as well. 225-9698 is your phone or your text line. 225-9698. Give us a call. Shoot us a text. We can talk about any of those things. NFL starts Thursday. We can get into that. I think we'll probably do our playoff picks, Super Bowl picks coming up. Might as well do it Thursday before the Chiefs-Lions game. So that's something everybody can be looking forward to. Give us your picks as well. Uh, as you think about that for the week as the NFL returns here for week one. <clears throat> We're going to be outside the listening area. A couple ways to stay in touch with the show. Log on to kadsam.com or I would download the app. It's free. It's got everything. It's got radio stations. It's got Penny News. Brand new edition of that Penny News will come out tonight at midnight on the website, thepennynews.com. And, of course, Big Elk and Paragon TV as well, available in the app, so you can watch live streams of high school athletics, Big Elk and Paragon TV. And, of course, the podcast. If you miss the question, If you miss the show entirely, you can go back and check it out anywhere. The podcast drop. How are you, Jared? I'm good. How are you doing? How man? was your weekend? It was good. Did you do any rodeoing? Yeah, we went uh, Sunday night. Hit up the rodeo Sunday night. Sunday yeah. evening. Yeah, it's the family tradition. Round. We always go on Sunday. Yeah. A lot of fun. Got to see Bullet. Uh, yeah. Here yeah. comes Bullet. Yeah, there it was. And, and, and the rodeo clown. I mean, Pistol Pete. Sorry. Pistol Pete was there, too. You know, the good thing <laughs> for Bullet was... Bullet had plenty of rest Saturday night. Ha ha. Yee. Yeah. <laughs> nah. I made sure I wore an OU hat on Sunday night. Not my cowboy hat. Uh, of course you Just to uh, keep it all fair. No, it was fun. It was a good crowd, good weather. They do that perfect at 8 o'clock. That <coughs> sun's already behind the grandstands. It's it's pretty out. It was awesome. I heard the rodeo was really good on Friday night. Was it? I heard it was really good. A really good rodeo. I chose to stay home and channel surf the football games Friday night, hang out with the kids. So what did you see on Friday night? Friday night, I was going back and forth between um, Clinton and Weatherford. Of course, Weatherford started first. And, man, C.J. Nixon looks good. 
he finally came out a little bit. I saw a touchdown grab that looked D1-esque, if that makes sense. Caught it in traffic, or caught it, I mean, he was doubled up and got out of a tackle, ran down the sideline. So Weatherford, they, I think, you know, you get him going, they're almost unbeatable. I mean, he is, they got him, they got him going. And Clinton was just stymied uh, with their offense. Um, it looked like McGinnis was running two or three of the same plays over and over. They couldn't figure it out and, and losing 28 to nothing. But McGinnis was w- what we thought they were, to be honest. I think Oklahoma finally caught wind of that, put them in their rankings. But yeah. we knew they were good. But, man, when the first thing that stood out to me was when they lined up, the size. The, the, the difference in size between McGinnis and Clinton. And that might be an issue moving forward for the Red Tornadoes is their size up front. They're always going to have speed and skill, but the size is what's going to worry me if you're a – so and that's all two things I saw. Then I, I just randomly found a game from Nevada, Missouri. Why is that even a thing? Because I have uh, an ex-brother-in-law who coaches at Nevada, Missouri, and I just happened to find it on the stream somewhere. Huh. And I thought, hey, I could watch some of this. He's just, it is assistant on the team. But – um. Man, and after watching, um, so that got me surfing through. Like, what other high school streams could I find across the nation? So I started doing that. I don't mean the Tudor own horn or anything, but we're pretty dang good here at <laughs> Big Elk TV, especially because of our camera work. I mean, that's a, more than half of the effort, right? Some of the camera work, like, hey, dude, plays over here. Might want to move the camera. God bless Drew, right? Oh, no doubt. <laughs> yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah. How about you? How was your weekend? It was good. No rodeos. No rodeos? Didn't make the road. Did make it to the parade. Yes, yes. I was at the parade. I got me some of that Garbarino jambalaya twice. I had to go back for seconds. We were we we were sitting like a couple blocks away from them. And the kids were in the rodeo. Got to see them. I saw your children in the yeah. rodeo in the rodeo parade. Yep. They were I saw them. Did you see goodies. my child? I did, and he threw me some candy. Did he? He did. His his arm actually got it to me more than he threw to us. I yelled, "Wyatt!" He said, "Hey!" And he threw me a sucker. Yeah, he didn't do that to us. <laughs> did he see you at least? Oh yeah. Or? Oh yeah. I specifically asked for him to save me a tootsie roll pop. That was one of the suckers he had, and he didn't fire one Nothing. at me at all. Your children didn't fire anything. They at least waved. <laughs> I think they didn't fire any candy. Katie, uh, she knows her mother loves red hots those mm-hmm. you know so she was kind of hoarding a couple of those waiting to see her mom before she threw those out and alas she did not get them anyways because the swarm of kids got to them before did Allie you could. uh did you notice what the mountain man had i saw that him he twice. was twice he went he went like two laps so what was he throwing popsicle uh, hopefully not axes popsicle koozies yeah, I saw those. What a brilliant idea. I saw that. I thought he was kidding when he said, because he threw them, and he goes, you children know what these are? And they finally went, no. He said, they're they're koozies for your popsicle. It's like, what? I thought they were slim canned koozies I mean, at I, first. I thought it was a slap bracelet when he <laughs> threw it. And then it was perfect timing because right behind his float, the next two, or two out of the next three, were giving away popsicles. Yeah. So they could fit them in the co- – that was – what a brilliant idea. It was a great idea. Somebody's making millions of dollars <laughs> for thinking of putting a koozie on their popsicle. Great idea. And it was about the time it started to warm up. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. I brought my uh, my canopy. My oh, you did? Thing. We said, and I'm glad I did because no one else brought any kind of shade. And that was – that you can totally tell the difference between the shade and the – at that time of the morning. Yeah, there was trees where we sat out in front. Shout out to Tyler and Robbie, Western Oklahoma Realty. We sat right out there in front of it. And there were trees just perfectly situated to be able to hang out in the shade all day. And we also got to leave early. We didn't watch the entire parade. Because we had to go get Wyatt off the float. So. Yeah. It, it led in perfect, like, right at kickoff. Of the game in Norman. Like literally, oh, you left that early? Like 11 o'clock, yes. I was watching, I saw the first two touchdowns on my phone at the parade. It was by the time the kids went by, and I thought, okay, the highlight of my parade has already gone by. So I, I turned on the game on my phone. So what else, uh, anything more. else strike you in 
high school football. I know Merritt set a school record with 70 points. I did. Yeah, I, I failed to mention them. I watched them until it became real apparent that that was going to be a blowout. I watched a little bit of that. Yeah, that was that was big. Um, I know this didn't happen Friday night, but in high school football, Heritage Hall might be up there with the Carl Alberts of the state and Bixby's. They're that good. They are really – I mean, they had no problem with Millwood. Yeah, Millwood just got started slow. Once they picked it up, like second half, they played back and forth with them. But, yeah, um, 3A, once again, probably runs through Heritage Hall. Although, you never know. Lincoln Christian, Metro, some of those teams. Uh, but, yeah, no, there's no doubt. The Chargers look pretty, pretty good. They got another Freeman running around out there. Oh, really? Yep, little brother. Uh, looking at the rankings in in 4A, in the Oklahoma anyway, they didn't change anything. The top 10 is exactly as it was in the exact same order as it was last week. Wagner 1, Blanchard 2, Tuttle 3, Poto 4, the Big Elks 5, Newcastle 6, Clinton 7, Hildale 8, Weatherford 9, and Ada, number 10. So the Oklahoman changes nothing in their top 10. And, you know, early on, that's probably it's probably hard to decide. I know that uh, a couple of the teams that were kind of on the fringe of being ranked have lost. I'm broken Bow being one of those, 0-2, even though they've lost to two pretty good teams. Uh, nobody really taking into account for them. Anything you would change? I mean, it feels like it's just kind of status quo right now, right? With with 4A and it's kind of waiting on district play to start and kind of start to weed everybody out. Would I change the thing in the 4A rankings? Yeah. I'd be brutally honest. I, I wouldn't rank Clinton after I saw him. Yeah, but who are you going to put in there? Yeah, I'd maybe drop – well, I'd say, maybe take that back. I'd drop in like the 10. I think – teams below them or a couple of teams below them are pretty or might be better than them i just got to see it you know i got to see something different because kingfisher doesn't look good so i don't think winning at kingfisher is moving the needle very much for me and then of course mcginnis we knew mcginnis was good but i expected a little bit of a solid more more of an offensive effort from from clinton so there's that i might make a change uh but the top i mean it's hard to argue with the rest Really, it's so I could see why that why it went unchanged in the Oklahoma's eyes because you know teams that won should won. They thought teams that lose probably would lose against out of uh, class and like you know Clinton and McGinnis and others. So, um, so I could see why they didn't change it. But for me personally, that's what I would change. How about you? Anything? Yeah, just I mean, I don't, I don't think there's any any real shame in losing that game, and that may be the same way for a few teams this week too. Uh, when you look ahead. You mentioned Heritage Hall. They're coming out to Clinton. And that's another really, really tough test. As with, you know, the Elks going out to Canadian. Right. That's going to be a really they, tough they, challenge. Did I, did I see that they put up another 50-plus points? 55-35 yeah. against Bushland, which is a team that beat them last year. Yeah. So, I mean, things are... Things are getting tougher quickly for the brown and white, that's for sure. When you look at the next two weeks with the with the game out of Canadian, then, of course, that juggernaut that is Carl Albert that will be here a week from Friday. And then probably a pretty well-timed week off with the way that the district changed ahead of the game going over to the Tornado Bowl. So the next, the next three weeks will start to tell the tale of the Big Elk season. And, you know, for Clinton, another really, really tough challenge. Coming off the McGinnis loss, now you get Class 3A number one coming to your house in Heritage Hall, and you get to see what Andy Bass is all about. The OU commit to place quarterback, and he's really kind of a do-everything type guy for Heritage Hall. So some you know, big, give, big tests. Yeah, coming. I give Clinton credit. They, they don't shy away from competition. A non-district, in any given year, a non-district schedule like Kingfisher, McGinnis, and Heritage Hall – I mean that that's a tough. I mean, if you know, Kingfisher might be down a little bit, but you don't expect them to stay down forever. And they have history of winning. Of course, 
McGinnis and Heritage Hall have always have too. Now they don't back in the you know in the whole philosophy behind that. It's kind of the same way here in Elk City of scheduling the Canadians and Carl Alberts is makes you better for district. It, it, iron sharpens iron. I, I I can respect that. But that's a tough ask. Heritage Hall is going to be really good coming to town. Yeah, it's going to be. See, did you see just random? Did you see Rex Ryan? Wasn't Clinton no. at the game? I saw Before. some selfies on. I don't know. Just saw people taking selfies with him, huh. putting on on social media. Wonder was he back to Swass for some reason? I don't know. Because they played Thursday. Did they play Thursday? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they maybe. Maybe he was just some kind of just in the area. I don't know. I don't know if they honored him on Thursday and he wanted to find a game on Friday. You'd think he'd stay in Weatherford and watch. Maybe the Eagles, but maybe he's never been to the Tornado Bowl and wanted to check it out. I don't know. Maybe he has family on McGinnis's team. Huh. I don't know. But he was there. Saw a lot of people take pictures with him. Yeah, that's super random. Yeah. <laughs> super duper random. Oh, never we got knew. a wager on the text line. Would you want to take it? Oh, Will you yeah. take Texas and get seven points against Bama? Uh, ooh. I just had one of those big splash burritos th- this morning. Did you? I've got one on my desk. I don't know. Would you do it? No. <laughs> but I'm also the one that picked Bama to win the national title, so it kind of goes with my pick. Right. Speaking of picks, right. what a brutal week it was for me in the Western Oklahoma Realty College Pick'em. Didn't fare so well. I went for the underdog picks, and none of them worked. I really thought that the the clock rules would speed things up and some of these big giant lines wouldn't get covered. And I was wrong. Side note, I'm told that Rex Ryan is married to someone from Clinton. Didn't know that. Huh. Good to know. Let's take a look at the the standings. I'm in 92nd place out of 111. Webtickets.com, what is that? Is that a real person? Whoever it is went 8 and 2. Leading bunch of people 7 and 3, including our man coach Christian. You notice anybody else? Red Tornadoes one wonder who that is. Might be our man Justin, who just texted me. Chance Silas, Joel Hop, and Dakota. Dakota came in with seven and three. I was three and seven. Where are you at? You had a winning record. Yeah, barely by were two. You, were you six and four? Six and four. You think that's really Jim? Have you asked him? I haven't asked him. I keep forgetting to ask him. Need to ask him. J Mac, Atha, six and four. Drew, the cheating commissioner. Ouch. In our uh, fantasy football league. That's still a long season. Yeah. And right here, I th- if I remember right, our winner from a year ago was Sooner Fan 1. And she is tied for last. At two and eight with John David. Well, a lot of season left. Game ahead of me. Ice, Trey, our man Trey, three and seven. I'll have to give him a hard time about that one. Rough go of it for a bunch of us. (laughs) But, like you said, plenty of season left. And the games, I think, will probably get a little bit easier to pick. Man. Once you start to kind of get an idea of, you know, instead of your preconceived notions, you actually see it on the field. 111 people in this. 111. That is awesome. 111 in this pick'em. Very cool. It's like 40 more than last year. I think we were like right at 70-something. Yeah. Low 70s. Yeah. Yeah, great work. Great work by everybody, including our friends at Western Oklahoma Realty. Yeah. All right. Take a break. We'll come back. Talk some college football. Interesting, interesting week, I thought. Some shocking things to me. No more so than Colorado. 
That was shocking. That was shocking. And then last night happened. I kind of went, whoa. Watching that as that unfolded. And also LSU just getting bombed in the second half. Yeah. Paul Jones Drug offers a free service that makes taking your daily medication safe and easy. It's called convenience packaging, meaning they can combine all of your daily medications and put them in sealed separate daily packages. This process replaces you from having to fill your daily medication dispenser. And as always, Paul Jones Drug prepares individual blister packaging for long-term care patients. With their drive through window, curbside service, and free local delivery, it's just more reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug. 809 North Main Street, Milk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug, and I promise we provide care you can trust. The Skinny on Sports. Yeah, they say this guy scratches himself better than he throws a ball. Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal. It's a Paul Jones Drug Tuesday. Thank you to Rodney and the gang down at Paul Jones Drug. Care you can trust at 809 North Main Street right here in Elk City. They are the oldest compounding pharmacy in Elk City. Free, do- free local delivery, drive through pickup, curbside testings, and vaccinations. And they've also got those blister packs, which is their long-term care unit packaging. Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main, Rodney Skinner and the gang. Care you can trust. Okay, Jared. College football got off to a, a rocking start. Boy, I had fun. You did? Oh, the games were great. All the ones we're going to mention. You know, it, was, it wasn't the greatest opening weekend slate. Not on paper, no. It, you know, it seemed like that there was some – I mean, well, there was only one matchup of ranked teams, and that was Sunday night with LSU and, and Florida State. But I think it delivered more than maybe what we thought with some surprises, with some teams – Playing above their head or below their head. Um, we asked on Friday what would be a successful day in Norman, what would be a successful day in Stillwater. And I know some of you out there that are football perfectionists will find something to gripe about on the game Saturday morning in Norman. Come on, one sack. And you're idiots because <laughs> you cannot get any – I mean, there's nothing to gripe about, right? I mean, if you want to try to say defensive line, blah, 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 blah. It was 73 to nothing. I don't care who you're playing. When you play the way that Oklahoma played, there's nothing to gripe about. You just move on down life's path and enjoy the tail kicking. That the Sooners put on Arkansas State. I had a friend of mine, he texted me, he graded it, like offense, defense, and special teams. And he put a B-plus on the defense. I said, really, bro? You can't embrace and enjoy a shutout victory? You have to, well, we only had one sack. Didn't get a lot of pressure on the quarterback. Yeah, it turns out they did, though. (laughs) I was like, dude, enjoy this. Enjoy it. What, what was the stat I saw? The second, third shutout in a decade? Something like that. Yeah, I can think of one, like a 55 nothing against Kansas State. Was that the last one Maybe. a few years back? Listen, it just felt good <clears throat> as that game went on. As an OU fan, it felt good knowing – it felt like, you know what, it's nice that a no-name quarterback isn't having a career day yeah. right now. It's nice that it's – what was it at half? 45 to nothing. It's nice it's not 45 to 20. Yeah, or 28 to 21 or something, something stupid like, like that. that. Yeah. Yes. It's just like, yeah, yeah, they did. And it was the touches, the amount. I mean, everything worked. It was just a nice – and I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to watch all of this, even though this is a boring game. But, man, that Colorado TCU game is coming down to the wire. I was – Okay, OU, let's wrap this up. I want to switch it back to go back over there. Yeah, to we went ahead and did where I was. Did you? I, yes. I was like, ah, oh, this is a tradition of mine. I watch it from. You got to see. Over. You got to see Jackson Arnold, Plus, and I then you got to, to see, see him go out. And yeah. As soon as he went out, it was okay. Yeah. Flip it over there. Let's see what's really but happening. But I wanted with Prime. to see Booty. Oh, I didn't. I don't care. <laughs> enough's enough. <laughs> I wanted to see that booty. Enough's enough. Wave the flag and let's watch the. The more competitive game. No, seriously, I, yeah. there's nothing to gripe about at all. It's a shutout win. I'm sure people will find something. 
and one of them was one sack. Again, um, well, you know what? It was three-step drops and getting the ball out as fast as they possibly could. And, oh, by the way, there's still, if you look at the pressure stats, they got pressure on like 70% of the dropbacks. So it's not – that's just something that people want to gripe about just to gripe, quite frankly. Um, then it's Stillwater on, on Saturday night. I don't think I was – well, I know I wasn't prepared to walk in here on Tuesday morning and go, you know what, Jared? Gunnar Gundy was the best quarterback that OSU has. Or at least he was on Saturday. I was not prepared for those words to come out of my mouth. But he was on Saturday, which was just shocking. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I didn't I, – I texted you. I was like, man, they just look like they're kind of discombobulated. They, when um, I, I'll be honest. I didn't turn on until the second half um, for, from, for other reasons. But saw the score what it was, then saw Gundy was in and heard he was the third quarterback that's played and thought, well clearly this this quarterback race is still wide open to to Coach Gundy's in Coach Gundy's eyes. And this is still an open audition for that spot. But there's there's times they looked a little out of sorts. But then I thought, man, that's kinda like a cat playing with a mouse, right? I'd never really felt like OSU was in trouble in that game. It's just like he wants to see what do we got here with this guy? What do we got with that guy? So it's a process in Stillwater. And I think uh, once they settle on a guy, and that's what, you know, that's the big question is who are they going to settle with? Or who are they going to not settle? That's a wrong word. Who are they going to be happy with to, to take the snaps? But Gundy did look good from what I saw. I didn't think it was because my first thought was who's hurt? You know, no, it's not that. He, he's capable enough to be a quarterback at OSU. So, and it, and, but now I, it almost feels like when we thought it was just a two man race, now it kind of does it make it more of a messy race. Now you got three guys to try to figure out who you're going to start there. Did it create a problem for Mike by, by playing all three guys? And now you're going to have this polarizing opinion from, Everybody in the orange and black. Well, I think it should be this guy. No, I think it should be guy number two. No, it was the third guy who went in. It should be him. So now the question all week is going to be: Well, who's going to start against Arizona State? And does that create a problem in the locker room? Does that create a problem on the field? I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. It's really. <laughs> I don't. I honestly it's... don't know. Like Mike is a strange guy, and but he knows what he's doing, right? He's proved that more often than not. When we've had uncertainty going into a season, he figures it out with success. He has a different approach. He he's unconventional almost at more often than not. But they trust him in Stillwater. Like okay, we 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 trust him, what he picks here, who he picks, his process here. But on the other side, I was like, man, you had all fall camp to figure this out. He never gets it right. <laughs> I mean, think about how many times where there's been quarterback battles and he's picked the wrong one every time. That is true. Yep. He had Alex that is, Kate that is starting right. over Brandon Whedon. I forgot about that. Yeah, we're getting a bunch of – ask the players. or you know, Sam said, look like – O-line and running backs played harder for Gundy. Ask the players. They always know. Another text. Yeah, I mean, I guess you kind of see that in the first couple of games. I, I don't know. Arizona State really, really struggled with Southern Utah. But it, it is a, a brand name. And you would think you'd put that Arizona State would certainly put up a better fight than what Central Arkansas would bring to the table. But it's it's a dilemma that I don't like. You said it's it's hard enough when there's two, and now all of a sudden there's three to be able to pick the right one, or and maybe the players decide for you. Maybe that that's a, a astute observation on the text line. You know they'll 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 tell you which one it ought to be. But for the. Uh, it just it was choppy. It wasn't it w it wasn't what we you know would have considered a success going in, where you just take care of business and and look good doing it. It certainly wasn't that way <clears throat> offensively, and I, and I think 
you look up and Oklahoma State only runs for 149 yards against Central Arkansas. Cause for concern, offensive line wise. But you yep, know what? That's a concern. Two years ago, remember the starts of the season for OSU, struggling with a few teams, including the, that win at Boise. And all of a sudden, you look up and they're Big Twelve, they're playing in the Big Twelve title game with a chance to go to a college football playoff. Yeah, there's a lot of hate for Casey Dunn out there. That's for sure as far as the offense coordinator for Oklahoma State. Uh, around the country, though, what uh, – uh, for me, when I asked the question, what surprised you, I wouldn't have been more surprised if I woke up with my head sewn to the carpet The Colorado went BTCU. That was shocking to me. I mean, plum shocking. I was saying it leading up, watch that game. I wasn't going to go and head and pick Colorado, but I was really interested in Coach Prime's – debut for Colorado the huge amount of turnover that he that was happening in Boulder even after the spring game and that just everyone just screams. 86 new yeah. dudes that's, that's more than you got scholarships but I never said this and I and I wish I had because I kind of thought this could that be an advantage for a team like because TCU doesn't know how to prepare but it's it's week one how do you prepare for anybody even in the transfer portal age as little amount of turnover or as a massive amount, it's hard to prepare for anybody because I guess you could look at tape when they were at Jacksonville State or, or whatever. But um, but he you knew but you, you heard too he was bringing in some dudes some athletes and that, so it just intrigued me uh, to see what he could put on the field against the national runner up in TCU and and yeah the athletes showed out man my goodness. It makes a lot of their upcoming games a lot more interesting. <coughs> yeah, I mean, I, mean, I guess. U- USC coming to town. Nebraska next week's going to be a dud. I mean, they're going to, th- they should throttle them. Yeah, but here's from the th- Nebraska I saw, the highlights I saw from Thursday night compared to those athletes I saw on Saturday morning or afternoon in Fort Worth. Good luck, Nebraska. Yeah, I'm not convinced yet. I don't believe quite like – I mean, you, you see people writing articles that this works. Okay, it worked for one Saturday. Let's pump the brakes just a tick. You know who else had a massive amount of turnover? Just a tick. Let's pump the brakes. You know who else? Who? Arizona State. You think yeah, it's Arizona gonna, State had like 73. You think it's going to work? For, you think it's working? They struggled. Well, it, you, listen, they, they played unbelievable, and it, Shadur – here, here's the problem I have with a little bit. Coach Prime's getting all the credit when it's the dudes that did it. His son, namely, 500 yards. Travis Hunter was unbelievable. They had an answer for everything that TCU threw at him. Yes, they did. Let's see. But I'm not ready to proclaim this a glaring success just yet. I mean, what happens if they go 2-10? and 10? Right. The shine kind of comes off. But it was certainly an unbelievable first performance by TCU or by uh, Colorado at TCU. Um, you don't see what happened Sunday night happen very often. And that is Florida State just manhandled LSU in the second half to the tune of 31 to nothing. In the second half, with what a minute and a half left, where LSU hit the long one to to score, you just don't see that very much. And to me, as as much the story in college football is undoubtedly Colorado, the one that's going to get the most pub, and and rightfully so in a lot of ways. But the story to me was Florida State and how good. They looked on Sunday night. Yeah, I had my doubts about them. Um, I'm not so much anymore. I'm start, especially after what Clemson, how they laid an egg last night. I was on the fence of who should it be, Florida State or Clemson. I lean Clemson because of their history, but right now I, I, I'm eating crow on that one. I think Florida State looks really good, like playoff good. 
But I didn't know that stat about Brian Kelly and his history against teams in the top ten. Not very good. Not very good. That should have been something I paid attention to as well. He has not had a good history against teams in the top ten. Listen, all of a sudden you look at that Florida State schedule. At Clemson is clearly the one that sticks out here in a couple of weeks. But after that, I mean, is, are, we, are we buying Duke stock? But that, that game is at Tallahassee. You know, the road game's coming up at BC, at Clemson. Go to Wake Forest, go to Pitt, and go to Florida at the end of the year. <laughs> Listen, you start looking at that schedule very, and having that yeah. win already under their belt, you're right. Florida State is now jumping way, way up the list in my mind of college football playoff contenders because of how they looked and because of who they play. And yeah, the game in Death Valley is looming larger and larger, especially with how Clemson looked last night. You know who probably needs a little uh, – who needs an apology? Who's that? DJ Uyongalele. Uh, Yeah. Maybe it wasn't all his fault that the Clemson offense was terrible. And uh, Wonder Boy, Wonder Boy's brother – not the greatest debut. I saw a stat that uh, Dabo, without <clears throat> Brent Venables as his coordinator, is like 40 and 31 as the head coach at Clemson. With him as the defense coordinator, he's like 112 and 27. Oh, boy. You know, Clemson struggled a little bit for the last couple of years. They put it back together enough to, you know, make it to you know win the ACC last year. I don't know, man. That looked really, really bad. Yeah, I'm watching that game last night, and the whole time, I mean, the offense was anemic, and I thought, why did they run off DJ? He, lo- I saw, I watched a lot of him. Watch out on Sunday afternoon. Listen, Oregon he, State's pretty good. He, you, y'all up- made fun of me on on Friday. For putting some of my money toward Oregon State <laughs> to win the Pac-12, listen, Oregon State's good. It's because I thought you were just uh, jumping on the the cool story of Oregon State. Well, and for Washington sure that'd be State. that'd be yeah. neat. But no, Oregon State is good. Do you hear the name of their new conference? Tupac. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> now they're now they they can move the football. They did. I know it was San Jose State, but San Jose State showed a little bit of life against USC. Not so much against Oregon State. I'm not here suggesting Oregon State's going to beat the teams like USC or Oregon or Washington. Like, I think. Well, they don't even have to play USC. Right. But, like, if it's a. Are they in the same division? I don't know. There's divisions. not divisions anymore. There's not. Right. Anyways. Now, they'll be forced to be reckoned with how about the pac 12 undefeated very likely we knew that would be a possibility yeah, with of, quarterback them being, play. of them being good with their quarterback play sure that doesn't really shock me at all so they get utah and washington at home and then have to go to oregon the last week and that civil war you never and all know. of a sudden yeah. going to colorado seems like a thing <laughs> yeah it's going to be the hottest ticket in Boulder. Ugh. Speaking of hot, we have this text to us. Why did Prime have a hoodie on? It's 110. It's kind of his thing, I guess. Yeah. I'd have been sweating. I don't know, man. I, I drive down the streets here in Oak City. It's 102 outside, and I'll see kids with black hoodies on. I don't get it. I don't either. I don't get it. <coughs> it looked cool though the icy whites oh and his mirrored sunglasses yeah, it was, it was uh, very prime wouldn't expect uh, anything less we had a question on the text line did Spencer Sanders start for Ole Miss no the answer to that is no Jackson Dart the uh, USC transfer started and it has earned that job what's your top 10 my top 10, I'll go 1 to 10. I got Georgia. I put Florida State as my second best team in the nation. Michigan at 3, Bama 4, 
USC five. Uh, this it it, it kind of mirrored the power poll on ESPN. I didn't mean to do that. Um, six though, I put Penn State. I thought their offense looked really good. Ohio State not so good with their offense. Got them at seven. Washington at eight. Did I miscount here? Did I put nine? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I put nine. Uh, Washington at um, eight, Tennessee nine, and goodness, who can I put at ten? I don't know. Who do you think? Um, hold on, hold on. I said Washington. I said Penn State. Give me Notre Dame ten. Yeah, Notre Dame ten. I had Georgia, Bama, Florida State. Michigan fourth, USC five, Ohio State uh, – actually, no, no, no. Washington six, Penn State seven, Ohio State eight, Utah number nine, and also had Notre Dame number ten. Uh, this yeah, week the, the, – I, I, Utah, I know they look good, but the, the – I don't know how good Florida is. I mean, they – Utah was able to do that to Florida with a couple of backup quarterbacks. Yeah. So that's why I kind of have them right outside my top ten. Give me rising back and let's – how good can they really – and that kind of gives you a lot of hope if you're Utah too. Like, well, we won that game without them. We could be really good with them. But good. how good is Florida? I yeah. Mean, I, we don't know. As good as uh, the Pac-12 was, Big 12 laid an absolute egg. Whew, the fighting Normarks losing up in Wyoming. I mean, what you want to talk happen. about karma? You can't. You can't happen if you're a top three team. You're supposed to be a top three team in your league. You can't go up out of conference and lose at Wyoming. Baylor lost to Texas State. Good night. Obviously, the that, TCU losing to Colorado. Not a good week for the Big Twelve. No. Not a good week whatsoever. What you make of Texas? A little bit of a slow start, but pulled away. Yeah, I mean. What was the stat I saw? It took them how many possessions to score a touchdown? It was a few. Listen, the, that's that's I know it's Rice, but there are teams that maybe OU, maybe Tech, if they can get it together, if you have slow starts, suddenly you're behind the eight ball because they're coming out scoring on their first two out of three possessions. Suddenly you're down 14, 10, nothing, and you're playing catch up. That's got to be a little concerning if you're Texas. None of that matters if they win Saturday. Nobody cares about any kind of slow start if they go down and win at Alabama. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It it all it's all goes away. Uh, games this week outside of, obviously, Texas-Alabama is a yeah. huge one. Right. Oregon at Tech has lost some of its shine after Texas Tech loses at Wyoming. I think a kind of a sneaky one, and, it, and it's ranked teams – but Mississippi and Tulane, that's... That, I wrote that one down. That looks like a lot of fun. Notre Dame going to NC State, Utah at Baylor. Utah at Baylor loses some, a little bit of luster of what it what we thought it might be. What else you got? Any Anything else that kind of sticks out to you? Well, I mean, there's always the, the Cyhawk yeah. trophy up for grabs, Iowa-Iowa State. Iowa just comes in as a four-point favorite. That one always kind of gives you an interesting game. Usually the underdog always wins that one. And, um, oh, I saw it. I had it. Uh, A&M at Miami. Yeah, I just saw that one, too. That one could be good. And I'll be honest with you, from the text line, Colorado, Nebraska, I think I made it clear earlier, that does nothing for me. I, th- I don't think Nebraska's oh. a dud, and I think Colorado's going to just whip them up and down. Yeah, but here's Coach the, Prime's debut. It's in Boulder. No, no, it's Home. at Nebraska, isn't it? No, it's at, it's it's that's why Big Noon is going up to Boulder because oh. it's his home debut. How in the world was Nebraska a six and a half point favorite in the preseason lines? Nobody thought Colorado was going to be worth anything. No. That's why. No. Well, that one here's a changed. random one that I'm going to have my eye on. Just because it took him a little bit to start scoring, but how about Kevin Wilson's Tulsa team at Washington? Yeah. Never know, but Washington we think is a top ten team. I think we both agreed on that. So 
Um, that's that's a tough ask to go all the way to Washington, but you never know. There's always been surprises and upsets, but yeah, I'm looking for a line on that Colorado Nebraska. It's game. totally changed. You found it. Uh, it went from like oh, it's uh, Nebraska minus six and a half to Colorado like a three point favorite or something. Three like and that. a half. Yeah, it's like ten point change. Wisconsin going to Washington State is kind of interesting. Kind of. Yeah, I caught a little bit of Wisconsin and their new offense. Looked like they're trying to run an offense, not just. But you know what stood out to me a little bit? They still have a little bit of a power run game when they need it. Yeah, that dude, Braylon Allen, that dude is a load. Yeah, that that. That run game is – there's still, I think, might be a little bit of a backbone of their offense. A little bit. I wonder if Troy's any good. Can Troy give Kansas State a game? No. Seems like Troy's one of those teams that kind of shows up every now and then. I'm interested in week three's Kansas State game at Missouri. At Mizzou. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Weatherly says, is it going to be the year of the upset? Man, it's kind of starting that way. Kind of starting that way. But overall, I think, and we can talk about him in this last segment because I've got one saved up just specifically for Colorado. They are definitely the story, right? At least nationally, probably more people paying attention to Colorado. But for me, for me, once again, for me only, Florida State was the story of week one and how good they looked. We'll be back. Paul Jones Drug is Elk City's most experienced compounding pharmacy, meaning they can custom make your prescription medications to your doctor's specifications, safely and effectively providing you with exactly what you need. And for your convenience, Paul Jones Drug has a drive through pickup window as well as curbside service for testing and vaccinations and offers free local delivery. Just a couple reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main Street in Elk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug, and I promise we provide care you can trust. The Skinny on Sports. Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Wrapping up a Paul Jones Drug Tuesday. Right in the gang at Paul Jones Drug. Care you can trust right here in the Elk City area. We talk about it every week. Convenience packaging. So handy. You do not have to load your pill caddy. You do not have to be the one that worries about getting the right doses on the right days and the right amounts. No, 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 no. They do it for you. Package your daily medications so you can just open it up, take them, and move on. Durable medical equipment, which is your walkers, canes, and crutches. They also have all kinds of cool gifts, greeting cards. Most insurance are accepted. 809 North Main, Paul Jones Drug is care you can trust. Man, I'm glad you remember it's um, Tuesday. Feels like Monday. Oh, you're no kidding. It feels like Monday. It's a nice feeling, though, right? Oh, it's Tuesday. Four-day week. Means we got to get ready for uh, Canadian. Yeah. On Friday. That's going to be a tough one. I tell you what, I'm looking forward to the trip. I've never, I look forward to going to places I've never been for, I've been through Canadian. I maybe stopped there to fill up gas or something, but I've always heard how cool football games are there. Oh, the stadium is awesome. I'm looking forward to it. It's down in a hole, but then there's like it, it makes you feel. To me, it's it's like you're in the mountains, kind of. Right, right. The way just the view. I've I've watched numerous football games there, but like little kid football sure. games, not, not like a Friday not like night. A Friday night, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And what's better than football in Texas outside of football in Oklahoma? Yeah, we're going to have to figure <laughs> out where to eat. I've got yeah. some suggestions. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that trip. Yeah. And the game. I think the game's – I think um, – Yeah, the bucket. The bucket is a cool place. I've been there. I've eaten there. Okay. They make their own bread. Like, I'm not talking about they make their own bread. They make their own hamburger buns. It's all homemade. So it's like a hamburger joint or all kinds it's, of it's salad, salads and sandwiches and hamburgers and baked treats. It's a cool place. I like it. It's also the, I think it's called the Stumbling Goat. I like the original places. We, we love that, finding yeah. those original places. 
Yeah, I would. Uh, I think my early, if it's open at that time, I think my early vote would be for the bucket. Let's go kick the bucket. <laughs> it's gonna be, it's gonna be a fun, fun week of uh, you know college football cranking up, and obviously the NFL will start on Thursday. We'll make all of our picks on Thursday. Y'all can chime in. Who do you think is gonna make the playoffs? Who do you think is gonna go to the Super Bowl? That kind of stuff. We can do, get all that done Thursday before that opener between the Chiefs and the Lions. And it kind of—it's almost weird to say, like, what are the Lions doing <laughs> in the first game? But well, somebody has lots to be there. Lots of people like them. Yeah. Well, lots of people like them in their division. I don't know. Outside of that, but we'll see. We've seen some stranger things in Week One in the NFL season. But opening night should be fun. How long will Dion be in Colorado? Oh, no. Closes at two. Can't go to the bucket. Oh, darn. Darn it. That's sad. That's sad news I just reported, Jared. How long will Dion be in Colorado? That's a great question. I mean, the obvious place to leave for, all of a sudden, Mike Norvell looks fairly safe. <laughs> you know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? yeah. I mean that that was obviously that was the obvious link was for Dion to go to FSU. You know, it just had the text Florida. Would he dare do that no. as a Florida State guy, or don't, does he care? Don't believe so. I don't know if he cares. I, that's a good question too. I wonder if he just wants to coach his sons. Could he be trying to get up to the NFL? That's an issue. He doesn't seem like a guy that's going to be a guy at one place for a long time. And I remember when they hired him at Colorado, I thought, Deion Sanders in Colorado? That doesn't, he just seems like a Florida dude or a West Coast dude or something like that. But um, he's embracing it. He's embracing the Buffs atmosphere up there. Well, and you got to wonder how much does getting, I mean, from the Pac 12 to the Big 12. Being able to, yeah. to to remain relevant, right? In that regard, how much that keeps him or could keep him there? It's a fascinating question that I don't know how you would really know until it, you see. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of like you, and, and yeah, I don't think he's going to be there for a long time, but I don't really know why I think that. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I, I kind of agree, and but I don't know why I agree. Uh, here's my shoot from the hip prediction. He's there until a Florida State comes open, but I think what's going to come open first is USC. I think Riley takes a job in the NFL, not like immediate, like two or three years from now, which seems immediate. Could you, Deion Sanders at USC in LA? Holy moly. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Holy moly. I'm still, listen. He, I just it, don't see him rooted in Colorado for a long time. They are the story of college football. That's what everybody's going to talk about all week. But before I go handing him the, U, the keys to USC, I'm going to need to see more than just one win down at TCU. Yeah, beat a USC this year. I mean, I'm going to need to see him have winning seasons, and I get it. They were one and eleven last year. Already have leveled that mark, (laughs) but yeah, and you know, Sam probably hits it on the head. Really, he'll be gone as soon as his son's done. That's what I was kind of saying too. And then goes some, you know, and man. How good did that guy look? Poised, and Travis calm. Hunter playing all those plays wow. in that heat. He was incredible. Can he do that all year? <laughs> Man, I don't know. But he he was him as what Dion said. Oh yeah, <laughs> he was the he was the guy. He was the dude. Yeah, I mean, those two, and quite frankly, those were the only two guys you really had any idea who they were. Imagine on that Colorado team, you know Dylan Edwards, that little running back that 
caught that swing pass on fourth down and just flew down the sidelines. He was a huge recruit. Well, so was Hunter. Well, yo, Hunter was number one. He committed from Florida State. Yeah. Imagine him, to... imagine him playing for the Nulls. Dude. Oh, wow. I mean, how big and strong and fast are those receivers at Florida State? Holy Moses. I was at the rodeo. I saw a lot of highlights, but I didn't get to watch it live. Man. Yeah. Johnny Wilson, Keon Coleman. Goodness gracious, quarterback Jordan Travis was awesome. Uh, the answer on the question line, does Hunter go to com- combine as a cornerback or wideout? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. And, probably and the right Dion answer. is the perfect guy to coach this guy. Yeah. Right? Yeah, in a lot of ways, it's you're right, because he'll he's a little bit unconventional, and he'll tell you that he is and all that, but and he'll allow, you know what I mean, that he's the yeah, he's the perfect guy because he'll he'll allow him to to showcase both the talents that he has on both sides of the ball. A lot of people, a lot of coaches probably wouldn't do it. No, coach, nope, we're only going to play him at this position. Right. That's where he's going to benefit the most. Da da da. All that coaches speak and hard nosed. Dion's he's not a he's not a traditional coach by any means. No, clearly. But man, he had the secret sauce this week at least. Mm-hmm. They're a, they're a fascinating team. Yeah, they're going to gonna be about. appointment appointment television for a while. Yeah, if they keep winning. But even then, you know, some of these games that they're going to have later on the season. You mentioned USC. That's coming up on the thirtieth, I believe. Yes. Even some of those games now, with what they did this week, become ones that you're going to keep your eye on. Even you know, even if they lose to Nebraska which I don't think either one of us really thinks is possible. I don't. But even you know even if they do, even if they stumble here a little bit, that's still at Oregon the 23rd, hosting USC the 30th, back-to-back games. Those are ones now that you're going to keep your eye kind of focused on a little bit just to see what might happen after they pull that upset. It, it's, uh, it's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy what has happened. Yeah, think about that. The the quarterback matchup with Shadur and Caleb. Yeah, I said as soon as they beat TCU, that USC coming to Boulder suddenly got really interesting. Or Colorado going to Oregon, who put an 80 spot on Portland State. Yeah, that poor duck. You think he was tired doing all those push-ups? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, I'm sure those ponies retired in Norman, too. Man, what a crazy first week. I love it. I mean, that's what you want. You want those good games. You want those uh, those upsets. I mean, yeah. all Keep the way coming. all day Saturday was fun for me. I enjoyed it, and all the way to Texas Tech and Wyoming. Not for the fact that it was Tech losing after what your mark said and all that stuff. Just because it was a fun game. Like right. I get to end my night watching this. This is great. Overtime. Let's go. This is fun. And you, that's the glory of college football, and you hope it continues all all season long. Yeah, in a lot of ways, you know, college football. We we always talk, or I always talk about the the NCAA tournament in basketball. How you you don't mind seeing some upsets early, but you want to see the big dogs in the Final Four. Mm-hmm. Like give me Kansas, Kentucky, whoever else every single year. Right. College football is a little bit different, but I think a big part of that difference is no one really expects to see. Cincinnati in the playoff. Nobody really expects to see TCU in the championship game. So when it kind of it happens, it kind of s- almost surprises you, right? And you're mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, what just happened? But just like that, you know. And then you find yourself rooting for them, don't you? In a yeah. way, like I was finding myself rooting for TCU in that Michigan game. Like, come on, beat these guys. I right. want to get you into the championship right. game. But then when the championship game came around, like, well. Nice run, TCU. (laughs) Dang, should have been rooting for Michigan. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody, have a great Paul Jones Drug Tuesday. We will be back tomorrow. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right. Way back. Goodbye.
Paul Jones Drug offers a free service that makes taking your daily medication safe and easy. It's called convenience packaging, meaning they can combine all of your daily medications and put them in sealed separate daily packages. This process replaces you from having to fill your daily medication dispenser. And as always, Paul Jones Drug prepares individual blister packaging for long-term care patients with their drive through window, curbside service, and free local delivery. It's just more reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main Street, Milk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug, and I promise we provide care you can trust. 